All right. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sully. And here for this other exclusive special is the one, the only, Craig Case from Munson's at the Movies. <laughs> what and only. I, I guess so. <laughs> Hopefully, at least. <laughs> is there 500 other Craig Cases? Do you have a clone of yourself? <laughs> hey, man, who knows what AI these days? It could be. Oh, long overdue. I just was always thinking, how can I get Craig on? And it's like, and it doesn't even have to be a movie or music discussion. It's like, how oh, about we just talk about a lot of podcasts that are based here all throughout Texas and how we got into podcasting and any other just tips we recommend for anyone just starting it? Because at this rate, everyone's doing it. Their cousin in Normandy is doing it. <laughs> yeah, or at least they can. I mean, if, if uh, me and the rest of the months we can pull together a podcast, anybody can do it. Absolutely. And I love how you guys will every once in a while get deep and remind each other how you even started this. It's like we were all fans of the show of the movie Kingpin. We had this kind of humor and this other references. How about we judge this actor? And it's just so funny. I do love going back and forth yeah. with you on some of the other movies. It's like, okay, this is decent, but it's half-assed in terms of the budget or yeah, maybe just the marketing department screwed this one up because the narrative's okay, but <laughs> or maybe this one is dividing us because it's just junky. I don't know why. Yeah, well, it's you know it's interesting when you start taking deep dives into those topics or actors or actresses, and <laughs> you just start to see these. You know, because so, a lot of times we're so far past what happened that now the the story kind of presents itself cleaner. And my, yes. my favorite, my favorite ones are always the the ones where there was a lot of drama on the set, and there's a lot of things oh, going yeah. on behind the scenes. I love finding those things out. Oh, even more fun when it wasn't that they were impossible to work with; it was that somehow they all said the same thing, but they weren't speaking the same language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when it's a Blade Runner incident where it's like the screenwriter's right, the director is technically also right how do we make this more coherent to everybody <laughs> and yeah, stop all yeah. the arguments? <laughs> it's fascinating. It's t the, the TV and movie world is, it's just, it's so fascinating to, to see how things do or don't play out. Oh yeah. And I, I always hold my breath when you guys announce the box office score on these celebs you're ranking. Cause it's like, yeah, this person's a TV person. It's going to probably be <laughs> less than 1 million. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. And, uh, and like I've got, I mean, we've got at this point now we've got so much data that it, you know, like <laughs> anything else, you, you you start getting so much data and you start pulling it together, and if you can analyze it right, it's interesting to be able to to compare people. And right. and, and what I tried to do was, um, you know, I tried to weigh everything evenly, so that way they have um, this ranking as this celeb we last ranked and. <laughs> yeah, so so we actually don't rank total box office because if if you did right. that, you know, then like Chris Pratt would probably be your number one actor of all time. <laughs> he, got, he got so lucky. So that 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 is weighed just as evenly as um, or not. That's not weighed at all. But but we also weigh like um, you know somebody's critic score. It's, oh, it's yeah. the same as their box office score. So if you have somebody that's um, you know, just a tremendous, tremendous actor, and they do well, but maybe they're, they're in a bunch of independent films. We're, mm -hmm. we're, we, we try to level the playing ground so it's not just A-list celebrities the whole time. 
Oh, totally. Uh, it was a lot of fun even listening. Yeah, you've done so many different ones. I'll name off a few. I mean, Danny Trejo, Cameron Diaz, and even Christine Baranski were interesting. It was like, hey, they they clearly all have a huge fan base, but you know how much of it was the movie was good and they added to it versus it was just a good movie and it was a role anyone could play, or maybe it was just they're likable, but they didn't really go evolve too much acting wise. You know, <laughs> yeah, their zone. Played it well, safe. you know, I, I got a lot of feedback from people that were doing podcasts and they were talking to me when, when we were first getting things off the ground and they were like, well, who's, your, who's your audience? And I'm like, I don't know, people that like these random actors. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't we're not trying to make any money off this. We're not we're not trying to do anything <laughs> except just enjoy movies with each other and and hang out. And so hopefully, you know, the fans of John Slattery. We'll listen to it. And even if they disagree with us, at least they know somebody else is talking about somebody they oh, like. Absolutely. And you guys do good at just doing disclaimers like, hey, we are not here to pick on these people. We were just unimpressed with their turnout or the movies were fine, but their acting was just kind of the same. You know, <laughs> it wasn't it was you you do a good neutral ground sometimes like, eh, you know, and uh, some sometimes it a lot of them write themselves you know them ones like laura lenny and everything it was like <laughs> yeah they they rule but you know your mileage might vary on their movies themselves you know it's they're pretty depressing or for a certain crowd you know so it's that's where it also just gets a little more i i just wonder where the critical divide just keeps coming up is it would people like it if it wasn't overhyped and filled with awards galore on the poster it, or does it need to be just more dumbed down and have a again a superhero cape on it? You know, <laughs> yeah. But then people don't like that either. You know, that's, yeah, that's it too. We're getting everything's getting oversaturated again. To where I really am convinced mm -hmm. it's just marketing. And it's funny you bring up who's listening because half the time that feels like they're trying to everyone, every other person's insecure, going, "Oh well, you got to do this or that," like, or maybe you can do that we can do this. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, the the interesting thing about all of that stuff is just, as long as everybody's got the an equal opportunity, even if they don't have equal resources, as long as everybody's got the equal opportunity to to present or to consume what they're interested in, I think most of the time people are pretty satisfied. But mm -hmm. when, you know, like you said, when it's just nothing but superhero movies, yeah, a whole a whole population is like I can't stand superhero movies. Well, and Aubrey and company also do a good chat on how some of these movies are derivative of each other, but sometimes you like the movie that is kind of the knockoff of the other movie. You know, I, there's plenty of college movies and war movies that have come out lately, and I'm just like, eh, it's just well-worn territory. <laughs> I've just seen too yes. many of those. And then there's other ones. Everyone's like, oh, I like it better than that other one. I'm like, well, is it because it's old, or is it just because I mean, whatever you do, you. <laughs> yeah, and you know, back in man, I'd say the well, I don't know, maybe the nineties. You know, that, that used to be such a compliment when you would say, like, man, he's like a he's like a Bruce Willis type of actor. Yeah, you know, that, an that's like a Tarantino label. type of movie. Like that was a <laughs> that was a real compliment, and now it's like it's just so derivative. You're just like, man, that guy's like a Bruce Willis guy, and you're like, oh. <laughs> right uh, uh, how the mighty have fallen and it's just 
it gets a little just sad that you do have to compare it to something. I mean, I was starting up an audio drama with a crime underworld and there were some assassins in it. And instantly I was like, well, if I have to compare it to Pulp Fiction or John Wick, will you give us some extra money to fund this? You know, <laughs> Even though yeah. it's not hip like that, it's not stylized, it's just dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In fact, it's, violence it's... isn't even the part of it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the, the part of those movies that are making people interested in them is not the part you're actually trying to convince people are the same or similar, similar, so. Yeah, it, everybody stills from everyone after a while. And I guess, I, I, I guess all I ask is just do the theft very well to where it feels like a labor of love instead of a forced homage. Um, yeah, for sure. And and it's it it's almost like and you talk about the critical divide that same thing is is in that in that homage of like it's so easy to fall on one side or the other of like oh man they're just trying to this is just a pulp fiction knockoff or like <laughs> hey man this this is like a tribute to pulp fiction so yeah. it's always in the eye of the beholder too so it's not like you can tell people like hey this project we're doing it's a lot like pulp fiction <laughs> and get them to go oh okay they're they're gonna consume it and go uh, completely they're authentic pick, they're gonna pick a side yeah <laughs> uh all together i mean uh when when you had to first start up using mics and picking your topics uh for me it was kind of easy where i was just like hey setting my hours setting this much time putting this much time on the sound quality and better luck next time if we didn't get that detailed uh when you're going halfway through the chat how much do you often feel like okay we're coming up a little short on substance here <laughs> we need like 10 more minutes of an intro here one more trivia here <laughs> you know i think for us most of the actors we look at have such a deep like they just have such you know like 30, 40, 50 years in, in the business. And so we're never lacking in content of uh, outside of the actor. If anything, we're, mm -hmm. we're, we try to get through that a little bit faster than, than in anything. And so I, I think yeah, the, quick. <laughs> yeah. The, the, for us, sometimes we get stuck in the mud where there's a <laughs> movie that we either all love that we all want to talk about, or there's a movie that we hate <laughs> that we all want to talk about. And like you said earlier, you know, I, I think we, we do try to avoid just unnecessarily beating up bad movies. Uh, and, and then the, on sometimes the you got to call a spade a spade. Uh, I find it, it's even funnier when it's a movie that you're like, you, you love that. And that's formula. <laughs> I mean, but that one you're giving a pass. Okay. I don't know yeah. anyone anymore. I don't even know me anymore. Why was it okay? <laughs> I do this with my mother all the time. She hates horror movies, but X Files, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Assassins, oh, they kill people for money. Oh, but Leon the Professional, very artistic, very suspenseful. We're we're all a little inconsistent after a while. <laughs> a lot of those times, it's when that when you first got introduced to that movie, you know, the the time and place. Some, for some yes. reason, unlock something. Like there's some rom coms. I'm just not generally a, a romantic comedy person, mm -hmm. but there's some that I'm just like it just hit me at the. I caught that at the right time at the right place in my life, and I'm like, I really like that movie. It was very diverse, or maybe it was just very well spoken. Instead of what forced gags or romance can we insert in between the yeah. format? 
<laughs> I mean, you brought up Ray Donovan a few different times. I find it interesting how now it used to be every show had to be more edgier than the other. Oh, look what they did on Stars' power. Oh, look what the Breaking Bad saga did this week. But now I think everyone's so oversaturated with buckets of gore and demented plot twists and Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you. I think everyone's now at this point is like, just do whatever. Stop trying to ape each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I think it it's what I'm most nervous about with entertainment right now is almost all the good movies we've ever talked about have good writing. Yeah. And and that and, and all of those, I think all of those projects that are end up being good or bad, people get tricked into going, well, it was because they had this amount of gore or they had this many jokes or they had this, this, this much the content versus content. The substance, <laughs> but it's just, it's all substance. And so those well-written shows are good. I mean, it doesn't matter how good an actor is. If it's a poorly written project, it's a poorly, it's a poor project. Oh, it's absolutely. There's, there's plenty of early eighties and nineties movies. You're never going to get Denzel or Ed Harris to talk about. <laughs> they don't want to talk about no. it. They're like, no. glad you like it. I did my job. I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh <laughs> so I, I think the I think the writing has always been so important and so it 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 just concerns me how long it's going to take for good TV shows and good movies to get back on track. Right? Pages yes. equal minutes and mm-hmm. uh I think that's why I think we even resonate more with the podcast when someone's doing a variety talk show or a political dissect or a social topic based podcast, you're pretty much even just figuring out everyone knows why they like what they like, dislike anything. It's a matter of, do they know how to communicate that other than it sucks? (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, easier. (laughs) uh, I kind of just go back to the essay format. Tell them what you're about to say, say it, and then reflect on what you just talked about. Boom. <laughs> yeah, and I think one of the things about having a, a group podcast, while it's it's sometimes difficult to to have clean dialogue and 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 authentic back and forth. I think yes. <laughs> if you can get into a situation where you're like, hey, you guys, this is the movie I, I reviewed. Here's what I think of it. What do you guys think? And then right. all of a sudden. You know, I think your really authentic and um, and genuine discourse happens, and and that's fun to do. Whereas if you're doing that podcast in a vacuum, even if it's just two different people, you know, there's a tendency to agree just to agree or to disagree just to disagree. <laughs> oh yeah, J- James is good at that too. He's like, hey, this movie hit me hard. I don't know what it is about it, but this might be divisive because of the ending. And I feel like the ending is the worst thing for any movie because. We hear about all the producers tinkering. In fact, some podcasts now I'm noticing were kind of more free flowing, but once they became corporate, they kind of got a little too over marketed and organized to where you're just like, I'm not really hearing their voice anymore. <laughs> Does that go back to the the old school? Like, um, what would they do? They would like um, oh, the teleprompter. Yeah. <laughs> no, they'd show a movie to people um, and then they'd get feedback from them. Oh uh, yeah, te- uh, test audience. No, oh yeah, it's something like that. Preview screenings, and half the time they don't even tell them what it's about, and it's like, well, that might be part of the discourse. They don't know what yeah. they're in for, so therefore, is it a five-hour period piece? Is it a two-hour 
you know suspenseful drama or is you know if you don't sometimes you do have to tell them like the basics just don't give away yeah. the ending <laughs> so is that is that kind of what's happening with these podcasts is these a, a little bit I'm, more I'm produced some... ones are coming back going uh, uh people absolutely. don't like this okay uh, but my, my my dad and I were big biohackers and we listen to Dave Asprey once in a while. And sometimes we get a little confused because sometimes he'll promote another sponsor and mm-hmm. then you never hear a follow-up. It's like, did they have a falling out or did they, was it just for that bot ad space or yeah. does he personally not like it, but he just wanted to make a connection. I don't, that's his business, but it's a little confusing at times. Uh, yeah. Looking at some of the Texas-based podcasts, I'm actually really intrigued how uh, uh, there's Progress Texas, which reflects on progressives in Texas. There's a bunch of wine and true crime and even just other topical ones that are here, uh, but not so many geeky ones. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you're a wine podcast, man, I was down in the hill country this past week. <laughs> Within a, I think it was a 20-mile stretch, we counted 30 vineyards, distilleries, or breweries. Wow. And right outside of Johnson City, and I'm like, man, alive, that would be a, it would be a serious undertaking to be able to enjoy all of those, all of those establishments. So a wine podcast would do well down that way. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure they had to travel there. I mean, I, I'm not. I, I think anyone can forgive a podcast if, in fact, you are going to have to do a lot of traveling, mm-hmm. and it might be an extra weight. So then, but it's kind of also a little concerning to me how, with Patreons, half the time people are just doing pranks on each other. Like, we want you to review this because we know you'll hate it. I'm like, well, come on. <laughs> Why not just stop the pranks and just do a legit? I need your take on this. <laughs> That's funny. Is is the and, and pardon my ignorance, but is the Patreon? I know I've heard like comedians that have that. Are there like true just podcasts that are well known that also do a Patreon account? Uh, I, I have seen a lot of different movies and TV ones. Uh, I'm really impressed by the music score ones because often it just means it was really no different than an extra Apple subscription. You get an extra video interview or uh, just bloopers or just other, just an after show, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the Young Turks had one at that political podcast. I, I might need to check on that one again. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is interesting how sometimes that's where I'm a little confused on. Cause it seems like sometimes people want to launch a Patreon before they're ready to actually provide extra content on there. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't imagine what, well, number one, I couldn't imagine anybody paying for our podcast. And then number two, I couldn't imagine having a fan base big enough where a Patreon would make sense. Yeah. You would really have to love the numbers and do some extra marketing, I guess. Uh, I will applaud you though. I'll, I'll be there day one. <laughs> Five, <laughs> 10 you, extra man. bucks a week. Uh, speaking of music, there's apparently a World of Texas music podcast, which interviews recording artists and record producers and engineers. So oh, that would be interesting. I will That'd have to check that one out. Uh, my my feed I'm looking at is on Feedspot, so I think that's cool. Um, uh, but all throughout uh, the Austin, Houston, and San Antonio and Dallas areas, it seems like there's a podcast 
offer out there but for whatever reason i don't really see as many people talking about where they're from or anything it's like we're, we're not stalkers just be proud of your heritage <laughs> are you here or you're not <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to they're trying to uh, keep it keep it on the low key i guess i guess i mean don't uh, get me wrong it can still get annoying i personally find it funny when people do accents of texas people because i have seen people who are dressed up as rangers or who are gun nuts so i'm like yeah it's really not that far from the truth <laughs> oh yeah one one texas uh podcast that i listened or that I've, I've listened to a few times um i'm trying to think of the name of it it's like the luckiest man in texas or something like that um <laughs> it's the it's an uncle of one of my really good friends who tells all these just crazy stories. And it's really interesting. Pulling up my list right now. I, I, I do love just deep, deep dive stories because sometimes they'll use a very unusual attention getter. And you're like, I don't know why that works compared to someone else who's probably just BSing or blowing off steam before they start up. Some people, they got that. They got that special voice lows you in. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, oh, I call it's called it, the sorry, it's called the best storyteller in Texas. The best storyteller in Texas. Okay, wow. With Kent Hans. And he's a he's a guy that's worked in, I want to say he's worked at some of the bigger universities and he's worked in politics and he's he's had a uh, he's had quite the quite the storied um career and he's always got a really interesting title that that gets your attention. Oh man, he's got one in the Louisiana Purchase. Uh, I'm, this is a good find, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. I've not been able to meet him yet, but I I, uh, I hope to at some point catch up with him and, and talk to him about enjoying his podcast. Absolutely. And more often than not, do you find everyone's pretty much willing to do a collab? I, I very rarely get ones who are kind of like, yeah, we don't really do that or we're shy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I think the, you know, the the only like, you know, the only concern is just always like, well, I don't really know anybody, you know, I don't really know them. I don't know their, I don't know their, like, their audience well enough. And I, you know, you just, for me, at least I should say, I sometimes just want to stick to what I know. So I, I actually don't do a lot of them, but I don't usually say no either. Well, no, it's fine. Just set, and kind of like with the podcast to begin with, set your formula and you know, there's yes and there's everything else, you know. <laughs> there's plenty of times where if for whatever reason, if you just feel like it's just too much work, you know, that that's an excuse in and of itself is like, yeah, I I feel like this is just eating to, up too much time and I'm I'm walking into a wall. I don't have anything for you. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, most of the time it's it's just a matter of if you're not on the um if you're not on the production side of it, so you're not having to do the editing or you oh, yeah. finish <laughs> it up. A lot of times it's just a matter of, Hey, I just, do I have an extra hour and a half to talk about cool stuff? And and most of the time people do and, and are willing to. Absolutely. And if it becomes too much work and you might have to regroup or just say, Hey, we got to do some trade off here. You know? Yeah. I think one of the cool things that are interest that's interesting for me as it relates to the podcast you know fascination is a lot of times man this is what npr has been doing forever 
Oh, yes. And so it's it's really cool for, because I grew up a fan of those, you know, those like three to 10 minute NPR spots where people would talk about a very specific topic. So I, oh, yeah. I, I always appreciate the fact that now everybody's doing that and everybody's finding a, an interest in that. Uh, I still miss the This American Life intro. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it is a missed opportunity. I think that's where I realized, hey, you can have a very blunt dialogue and interview people who you kind of wish would even just speak at more schools, like a college professor or a political scientist who is just able to read between the lines, you know, and uh, those you know it's a great chat when you want to look up every book they've offered authored uh-huh. and yes uh but yeah uh, NPR i think is a good everyone should listen to NPR even if you don't agree with the commentary you should still just listen to just the formatting and it's like how do they get in and get out you know cuz yeah it's always it's always you know we we talked about writing earlier it's, i wouldn't say it's well written but it's always authentic Yes. From a from a content perspective, and it's always efficient. I mean, it may be a it may be a long interview, mm-hmm. but it's still there. There's a word economy that exists in an NPR piece that most things don't have. Absolutely, it's a rarity in that it's it's not even really how it flows so much as how it's delivered. Yeah, yeah. We'll return after these messages. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Yeah, long time no see. Hey. Okay. How you been? <laughs> Tired. I just got in from work. I just put my hair up, and uh, it, lo- it says Lucretia Stewart. It's because we do Zoom meetings for our students. Oh, well, there you I'm go. Still, I think I'm still logged into her Zoom. <laughs> hey, use what you got at your disposal. <laughs> so joining us for this part of the chat is Keisha Lacey from the Random Horror Show. Welcome. Hey. Ooh. Hey, Keisha. <laughs> All right. So hey. uh, we've just been kind of circling around on storytelling and everything. Uh, uh, we'd love to hear your side of things. Uh, how did you get into podcasting and why do you think it's interesting how anyone can do it, but not everyone's cut out for it? Hmm. 
I mean the cookie. Sorry. <laughs> well, uh, that's blooper number one. Let's not. <laughs> I'll give you 10 minutes. I always eat on like camera and stuff. And I got Why? A... Yeah, I got a commercial to shoot uh, tomorrow where I work at. It's a local regional commercial. But well, I look um, forward to it. But either, yeah. either way, uh, uh, what is it about podcasting that you think is kind of it's a whole different thing to consider like to even put it in the same window as radio is even kind of complex yeah but uh, back to your question which you asked uh, yeah. earlier um, um, I started the random horror show because I have a like a love and a passion for like horror and horror has been like a part of my life ever since I was a child um, it actually helped me out like during, you know, a lot of COVID. trauma, not, oh, wow. COVID. not COVID. I think, I think I will, maybe a few people during COVID <laughs> had a lot of fun because <laughs> it was less people out there. All right. But, um, but yeah, I did kind of start like at the end, um, the tail end of COVID and, um, it's a lot of hard work. And it's just not for in and everybody. Um, you do like what I do is like just basically just do a lot of uh, horror reviews, a lot of knickknacks, and have um, you know uh, guests on there. And yeah, you've had a lot of horror authors on there, which is interesting because cool. it's cool to help out the little guy. You know, people who are just starting versus people who have been around for a while. Right. Um, I know when I started, it was just more of like helping out my throat chakra being blocked. Um, it is always, I feel that like, you know, I, I kind of, I didn't even imagine that like a lot of people do listen to it. And I thought I was just like, just going on and just like being myself <laughs> and nobody's not going to listen to me. And then I start getting people like coming to me and say like, Hey, I listen to you. You're pretty great. Like, Oh my gosh, you're crazy. But um, I feel that. Thanks, like, I guess. Yeah. yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. No, I really do. I love it that people do say, like, I listen to your podcast and stuff. And I'm like, thank you so much. Appreciate it. And that keeps me going. But it's just not built in for in and everybody. Because when I first got started in it, you know, you're going to do it for, uh, I do it for like passion. I do it for fun. It mm -hmm. did get a little bit too much for me. Got very overwhelming. Um, I started to treat it like a job. So that's where I had to like pull back. And I did have like those reservations of like not doing it ever. But when I, and I was going through something, my um, grandmother passed away and stuff. So when I started to like kind of see that people like, Hey, you going to, can you mm. review this? Can you do that? And I'm just like, you know what? There's my calling. Sky's Let me the limit. And it, it's got, it's got, it's unlimited, you know, it's yeah. limitless. And so, um, I feel that you have to have like a passion for it. You got to have like a lot of research and subject matter in it. Yes. Um, it is like, people will think like, okay, I see this podcast. It's like doing very well, have like all these like listeners and, you know, this, it's monetized and everything else. It takes a lot of work for that, especially to monetize. Um, I like building my stuff organically. Yes. Because I feel that 
if you want to do like that whole like I'm gonna buy viewers and all that stuff like that, um, yeah. they appreciate you. Mm-hmm. So um, there's such thing as being like people that do quality than just doing mediocre stuff. And very I say true. it very heavily. <laughs> and I added myself out. <laughs> it's very true. I, you got to make sure there's some something crucial to it that is legit. It can't just all be, hey, and it's a stage act and we, we do this after the fact when the curtain comes down. But uh, I, I also... There's been a lot of great conventions that even help people become better podcasters every year that I, I noticed are held annually. There was, in 2022, in the fall, there was a true crime convention fan expo here in Dallas. And they were able to record it and air it on some of those different podcasts, including No Body, No Crime. Mm-hmm. And I dug it because these guys were like, it's already, true crime alone is already oversaturated. Here's how you become a better true crime podcaster. Connect with the people. Don't over-dramatize it. And, and they had just some very helpful pointers that you could point to any kind of genre or any kind of radio or podcast or broadcasting yeah. formula. I, I just loved how there's like, and if there's a current trial ongoing with this current case, cease immediately. You do not want to tamper or affect the jury. That's correct. You you also don't want to do a disservice to anybody or find yourself in legal hot water. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're you're trying to be a much like these other history podcasts. You're trying to just tell people about stuff that's on the record and maybe get in if you can't get in contact with anyone, maybe still reach out to a professor or some legal advisor. You know, I I love it when even someone is also just trying to just say, Hey, we've heard about this story that no one really talks about, but you should want to even just know about it just as a study of the human condition and how toxic we can be as a society. Right. And how you can avoid being a shithead like those guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm constantly striving to not be a shithead. So yeah, I'll, you're fine. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. always take assistance in that. <laughs> My issue growing up was sometimes I would be too much of a smart ass to where I just sounded douchey and I just had to stop. Because I would get riled up when other people would do it to me. And I was like, well, it goes both ways. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes I think the uh, people get drowned by other people. Like, you don't want to, I don't want somebody else's opinion completely. I, I want some context. I want some yes. stories. Like, context. I want to I know, like, what else is this? What else is this writer written? What mm-hmm. else has this? this character been in and so the the opinions alone sometimes i think are they i have a hard time listening to podcasts that are just strictly opinionated yes and you want to also just give a perspective like where can you access this medium why was this title discontinued it shouldn't just be streaming or not okay we only do anything that's streaming well (laughs) then you're already out of content yeah uh, even more so, like even talking about like why did this split a fan base? This topic, uh, why was this a historical monument other than the history books and Wikipedia page claiming it is? You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, to throw some light at that, you know, or an example of that, Cam. It's shocking to me. We've covered probably 
I would say at least a half dozen, if not more movies whose release date was affected because of um, Columbine. Yes, there's been a lot of- I remember that. It, it was uh, either that or 9-11. There's been so many yep. movies where you're just like, it didn't intend that, but all it takes is an awful event in history and your movie's dead on arrival. Yeah, or it might actually or be there. a good movie. Writer or you're going to wait two years. You have writer's strike. We have writer's strike. Writer's strike. Uh, I'm uh -oh. still, uh, the one in 2007 sticks out like a sore thumb because a lot of movies and TV suffered there. Heroes suffered a lot. I like that show, Heroes, but when the writer's strike happened in 2007, it, uh, it. Dune, I was waiting for Dune. Yes. And I'm like, yes, they pushed it back because of the whole writer's strike. Mm, really? I it didn't was know supposed that. to come out this year around um, December. I keep forgetting back. that they pushed it back. <laughs> it's more yep. recent, but yeah. Uh, I'm, I like that other podcasters are being conscious about it. I have some that have been trying to not talk about more recent stuff because they don't want to impact the Writers Guild or SAG in some negative way. So I'm glad that people are just being considerate now. It doesn't seem like consideration was really a thing half the time. Everybody had to just come out with something now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and there may be a... There also might be some folks that don't want to talk about current events because they they don't want their they want their podcast or their product to be consumable whenever. So a year from now, it it, it would sound the same. You know, I know we we tend to not talk a lot about current events on ours only mm -hmm. because since we're so actor focused, um, I would like for somebody to to check out the Nev Campbell episode three years from now and have it feel like it was recently recorded so kind of yeah <laughs> products can stand up i think over time you know time doesn't affect products when you're not spending a lot of time on current events but well when you're talking about the uh the impact good writing has on on tv and movies it's hard <laughs> it's hard to not discuss <laughs> uh, it'll overlap in some capacity sometimes they'll check it out just because of the keyword in it and yep. And then that's where it gets cryptic to me. It's like, are you listening to it because of the name and the title versus you actually wanted to hear someone's take on this? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even get into, like, you say current events or, like, political stuff. Now, when I did start off, it was a lot of stuff, but I didn't go, like, really, like, heavy and deep, but I had something that is relatable has a nuance to like the movie i'm reviewing yeah it's different you yes. may hear me like have an opinion the just social commentary was diverse enough the, yeah just have that diversity in that and then and then i just stick to you know you hear my jokes you may hear me talk about my childhood or something that's like a nuance yes, <laughs> to the um film or whatever but I feel that, like, if you talk more and more of, like, current political events, everything else like that, it, year two later, they're going to be like, oh, you know, yep. gross. You know, they're going to be, like, grossed out by it. But It'll just as long as you yeah. stay, like, on the main thing of the focus 
why this movie I like it, why this movie kind of sucks, but I try to be as more of like you gonna hear my perspective, but it's more of like I'm giving you the audience a chance to watch it. It may be good to you, it may suck ball, mm-hmm. you know, it may be okay, <laughs> but you have that open interpretation for your audience to listen and say, okay, let me go check it out. You know what I'm saying? So I I, th- I think that's like when I started to like get more and more into it. And I was like, you know what? Let me be kind of pretty fair with this, with this film, with this movie, how I look at it, do a deep dive breakdown and everything else, just to give everybody a chance. Absolutely. You can pretty much vet right then and there who's ready to talk about something versus who's just stuck up oh my god he had a different opinion I'm like yes he had a different opinion <laughs> he's not cut from the same cloth or he's talking about something from a different era so maybe it didn't resonate with him i don't know <laughs> maybe it does suck nowadays and we're wrong i don't know <laughs> Any, anytime i review a movie or i talk about a movie i i want to treat it i want somebody else to experience it so i, I usually try to even if it's I'm gonna watch that movie because it's so bad. I, mm-hmm. I want, I want, Absolutely. I want, I want people to look at it that way because, as as we all know, I mean, a massive amount of work goes into making these TV shows yes. and movies. And yeah. I don't, I, I never try to be disrespectful to the artists that made them. Even give a disclaimer I, saying, "Hey, it's an okay Sunday night movie. It's not a yeah, Friday movie yeah. like it intended." Or <laughs> yeah, rent it for two bucks from Amazon, but don't pay more than 10 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then again someone might want something stupid for 10 bucks that's on them i don't know i don't get it <laughs> uh, uh buy the ticket maybe don't take the ride <laughs> speaking of that right there uh you know there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of like stuff that goes into the movie, you have the writing, the filmmaking, photography, cinematography, all of that. The we story. fill it with just the recording. You're like, right. oh, right. no, we got off topic there. Oh, fuck. I need this guy back in the studio. <laughs> so, you know, you have like all your different budgets, your low budget, your indie budget, you know, all of that right there. But it's still, they put money into this. Mm-hmm. But I did this review. It's called The Confessions of a Time Traveler, a man from like 3000 or something like that. And I just literally like trashed the movie. But it was funny because I was like, look, he actually <laughs> did do this movie. He went to film school. A lot of work in it. And and, and I I was like, I know it's like this, the way how it goes, I was like, this dude coming from 3000 and the way how he's like acting and stuff because it was like set during a pandemic. And I just like, just ripped it, but I had fun with it. But I actually liked it because this dude had like a probably at least like three thousand dollars of making this movie <laughs> <laughs> and he did it and he put it out there and that was like the highest like podcast like rating like number one that i had and i never like knocked down anybody but i just had to rip on it for fun but he invited like, his <laughs> colleagues to check it out there you go yeah but i wanted everybody to check this movie out I really did because this dude actually did like put a lot of work into it 
and the mud, the budget, you know, it was like two or three thousand dollars. I mean, the same way with like Thanks Killing. What is it like seven thousand? Oh my god! Like that, yeah. seven or ten thousand dollars that this guy Samurai did. Cop. <laughs> but I, but I love Thanks Killing. I love Turkey. I love Turkey. He's so funny. Gobble gobble, <laughs> motherfucker. It's <laughs> 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 so corny. The jokes are corny, but I love Thanks. That's why I have respect for Charles Band of Full Moon. He was able to make all these made-for-TV directed video and independent movies all look somewhat theatrical. But I just love. I think in a 26 interview, he was like at a convention interviewing all these other genre favorites like Sam Raimi and Larry Cohen. And he was just like, and by the way, guys, if you want me to stop making these movies, stop buying my shit. (laughs) 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 And I was like, perfect. Yeah, I think we got to learn by now. Stop buying Charles's killer doll (laughs) cookie killer movies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. The dude has a great sense of humor. I. I think he's another one because he's a family owned business and everything. He always had that mentality, just be a smart ass and make an easygoing B picture. And I think that's what took me out of so many independent movies was so many people were doing like deliberately bad ones. I'm like, no, 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 you're missing the point here. <laughs> oh, getting, they just getting ran with it. They ran getting back with to it. Thanks, getting back to things killing. <laughs> wasn't, didn't they skip the sequel as the joke? So it goes from Thanks Killing One to Thanks Killing Three. I don't know. I have to ask you there. I I didn't know there was more than one. Wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, there is more Grindhouse? than one. <laughs> it, it's one he goes into the future, got a ray gun or something. I haven't checked that one out because I'm still stuck on the first one. But there is, I, I think it's like two of them, two more, one or two more, something okay. like that. But yeah, they, I think there's they did skip a. <laughs> Yeah. Like that. He did like this Terminator type. Oh my God. So it was like. I like that. I love that. Was it like bad CGI sharks where they keep just reminding you, by the way, you're about to, we're about to waste your time. We're going to have fun doing it. I haven't watched it yet. So I've got to be mentally prepared for that because I'm still stuck on the first Thanksgiving. So I got to be mentally prepared for that. (laughs) (laughs) hey set your priorities uh it's also fortunate that a lot of them are on streaming so you win either way it's like i don't have to get annoyed that i spent that much time on something that's deliberately shocky (laughs) i do do you have a shutter on uh, on your cable service i I use the amc app sometimes if i want to yeah the the shutter channel and i use youtube tv so that i love the shutter channel on there because they have almost all of their movies streaming perfect so you just you can just pick the most compelling title that night and that's a lot of fun to watch right <laughs> i kind of fell into the tubi rabbit hole mm. they... <laughs> easy to do easy to do it's really easy to do and um by the way there is a guy that lives um he lives in tyler texas and he came out with a movie actually two movies and so the third one is being shown in our local theater it's called parole Parole money and they're both on tubi so it 
highlight showcase Tyler, Texas. And the storyline is about an FBI agent that's trying to get his kids back, but he Oh my god. He can't he can't get a house, so he has to do like he has to go on the wrong side of the law, you know, to do to get a house and for his kids and stuff. And then I got to thinking about the whole plot and I was like, if you're an FBI agent, you will have really good credit to get a house. They just don't right. with like bad credit if you're an FBI agent. Yeah, a little a one mini rewrite might have made that better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think he just I think he just like ran with it. But I interviewed him and stuff. I thought that was pretty neat and everything that it was a twisted he, concept, at least. Yeah, That's it, was, it was. It really was. But he like used a lot of local people, you know, local actors. Uh, when you're in doing filmmaking like that, you can like use local businesses and that's mm money and everything and that's given them a lot of like advertisement and some extra exposure as long as the person's organized and not just in love with themselves that's where i tune out of an indie movie where it's like okay i don't care where it was filmed on a camcorder or phone or actual film i'm more concerned you know like what do you have something to say and sometimes i'll notice some of those indie films are really rough because the transitions are just yeah. They're just not very interesting. You're like, okay, I feel like I'm. This was okay back in the day in the '90s, but now we just don't have that attention anymore. You know? Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're ripping off Heat and Training Day. Okay, this is not going to last long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So the third one, it has he like promoted says he he has seventy eight actors and actresses, and like. I love that, but no shade. It's like you naming everybody that's an extra. Yeah. But yeah. I'm gonna stop right there. But I support him. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I'm I'm gonna check it out when we get offline. All right. It's called yeah. It's called Parole Money One and Two, and it's on Tubi. And oh, and my boss that. is on there too. She's in the second movie. Uh, a couple <laughs> of people that I went to school with, they're in the movie too. So. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Sounds fun. Thanks for the recommend. Uh, now I'm gonna let you guys uh, plug your shows. You, you can go first. Keisha, oh, I'll, I'll let you promote your shows. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I was like, oh, you got to forgive me. I was like, I just went in there for a second. <laughs> well, um, the Random Horror Show is on Spotify, Anchor FM, um, Apple, and any, um, you know, I, I can't even talk. I'm, I'm tired. I can tell. But it's, <laughs> but it's like, it's actually on like every like um, podcast, you know, um, platform. Yes. You can also reach me on Instagram at the Random Horror Show, Facebook. And also if anybody has threads, you can reach me on threads. Also shout out, say hello to me because I actually speak in complete sentences and have a really genuine conversation than I do on Instagram, which is like two or three words. And then I just like buzz off like that i couldn't or, tell at all <laughs> if you want me to review a movie if you, if you like to be a guest or <laughs> review your books or anything else like that contact me at the random horror show at gmail.com game on <laughs> all right craig hit us with your best shot <laughs> all right 
Well, the uh, Munson's at the Movie Podcast. I, I mean, I just assume it's everywhere you can find podcasts. I don't actually know. It's on Podbean, Spotify. Like, <laughs> Podbean, Spotify, all of that. Google yeah, I mean, podcast. All that, all that stuff. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't, I've never had anybody come back to me and tell me they've had a hard time finding it. So I think it's it's wherever you want. And if uh, if you're a fan of actors and check out, we've had, well, what was the last episode, Cam? Was it 88? 87? So we, uh, we've covered almost 100 actors at this point. You're, you're getting up there. Sweet. And, yeah, and we've we've probably covered one that that anybody listening to this has enjoyed. So go check it out and and pick one of those actors you you like and Absolutely. and let us know how let us know how wrong we got it. We're happy to hear that. <laughs> what's that? What's that podcast again? It's called Munson's, Munson's at, at the, the movies. movies. Yeah. Yes, sir. Now for me. Huh? Can you spell it for me? M U N S O N. Go ahead, Kim. M U N S O N. Okay. That's their name, Munson's. <laughs> Munson's at the movies. At, at the movies, yep. Okay. And we have a we have a good time doing it. We always have on a, a guest, and Cam's joined us what four, five times now. Yeah, going on that. <laughs> yeah, so it's I can't. It's always it. a good time. It is a deep dive, though. I mean, most most episodes are over ninety minutes long, so we <laughs> we go from start to current, and in some cases, finish for uh, for actors, and and we we try to learn a lot about them. I'm so surprised we of... make it out alive. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> and for those listening, Jack Up Review Show is everywhere. We again are a variety show, but all importantly. More importantly, it's if we got someone to say, we're going to make an episode about it. If it, uh, we're not doing any more just like loose conversations, we got to have a purpose of the chat. <laughs> and I think that's why we've all had to learn the hard way too is like, okay, we had something to talk about, but we kind of just got a little lost in the tunnel there. <laughs> yeah. It was too much me, me, me time, not me, 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 me. <laughs> yeah, not enough. <laughs> That's good that you don't have like too much me 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 time because I like, had to do that. Why, was... That's the reason why I had to like get guests or like mm-hmm. somebody there because I'm uh, like I'm tired of hearing my freaking voice. I need somebody here to like spice it up. I mean I know how to keep it spicy. I need something <laughs> spicier. <laughs> or, or a different spice at least. A, a spice. different spice. And I started doing uh <laughs> random horror trivia questions, and yes, I have the most craziest one <laughs> you go for some real rarities i'm like i wonder how many people know that one but yeah i i had some martial artists and music pals and i was like yeah but there's too much just dead silence in between the ego stroke and, and I, I need more than that too i need to there's a beginning middle and end not just hey check this out <laughs> <laughs> check it out I, <laughs> Awkward pause. Yeah, maybe leave it to your manager to do the check it out part. I don't know. Uh, it is what it is. We all learn. We all do. I mean, as long as we're growing, I find that every year we do something that there's always at least five things I check off. Not doing that again. Gonna do that differently. I'll rework that. <laughs> I need some work. Correct. 
It's okay to be critical, but I think a lot of people don't know the in-between. Okay, what do you think? Oh, not what I wanted. Well, of course it wasn't what you wanted. It was their take. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and there's there's also there's it's we we talked about it earlier. It's just, there's such a danger of just beating something up for entertainment. Yes, and too much it's hate. Just watching. Such a, it's just such a shallow assessment of something, and mm-hmm. uh, e- even explaining why you don't like it. You know, I, I try to I try to get stay away from all the opinions, and I try to get into, hey, here's what I learned about this project. Did you know that it was shot in Tyler, Texas? Like that caught my attention immediately. I'm like, oh shit, go. this may be the worst project ever, but I'm interested. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Did you know it was filmed in only five takes? What? What? Okay. Cool. <laughs> it, it shows, but cool. <laughs> right. It's not ready for prime time, but pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Did you know it had its premiere at Fangoria and everyone saw it even though they hated it? Oh, whoa, okay. Ah. Sold to the highest bidder. <laughs> I got a question for like all um both of y'all. Sure. Um have y'all like done like cons to like promote yourselves? Cause um I I've been met, tempted. like yeah, I've like uh, co- uh, connected with some guys in Houston when I went to Houston for the horror um, fest down there, film fest. <laughs> and I was like sitting there, I was like, they're promoting their podcast. I was like, I think I need to get, I need to do this. So I'm like, okay, I'm inspired <laughs> by them. So I'm like, I'm going to start small. I'm going to have some merch and everything else. And I'm if like, if I do it, I'm going to make sure we can go with a bunch of buddies together so we can all kind of share the love with each other. But uh, the closest I've done so far is I, I was printing out some Vista print cards and just dropping them off at comic book shops. I didn't get yeah. any hits yet, but I was like, hey, free advertising, put it out there. Right, right, right. So I was like thinking, I mean, they had that little nice little setup, the little table. It wasn't like super big or super little, but like you do no- you you do notice them. And I actually do follow them. And um I was right. like, Oh my gosh, I was like, You can do this? And I was like, Okay, I'm inspired. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, we Not we definitely bad. haven't put that much work into it, but it, it is an interesting idea. I'll buy your merch. Do it I mean, I, right? But I have like vendor before for beauty because I've been in the beauty industry for like 16 years and I'm also yes. an instructor. So it's a lot of work. And yes, I'm going to have to like drag somebody's ass, about two or three of them. People, you get your butts right here. You help me right now. <laughs> I'm going to have my son to do it because my son, he we did a fashion show and he was too busy looking at the women like, Ah. Down the catwalk. Put us and back a hundred more years. I know, and some of them were in their forties, and he was like, "God, they're so fun." But I know, mom, it's like they're around the same age as you. But man, they're so hot. I was like, "That's wow. really funny." Yeah, but I have to have somebody that's really responsible <laughs> if I'm gonna do this. But I really want to do it. I really do. Uh, I am. But you, you monetized. Are you guys both monetized with your podcast? I am eligible. I have not figured that part out as much. Uh, I, at most, I have made maybe 50 cents. I'm not. 
I actually monetize and it kind of changed some stuff on Spotify. So I actually have like gotten paid not a lot, but it's more than yeah, 50 yeah. cents. So, um, um, you I know, know Podbean had a new thing that I got to check into and see if uh, how that works. But I think they changed the format uh, really for linking out with Apple podcasts. So. In fact, yeah, they have. They really have, and I, I'm on. I'm on Podbean too, so it fact, does some kind of linkage where you it uploads to Podbean. I'll share it on Instagram now. Actually, I'll just share this real fast. This cool article that they shared that I gotta make sure to check off all the boxes on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have never. We've actually never really had a discussion about whether or not we wanted to monetize. Um, and so, <laughs> how would you? Even I don't know. It? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the rest of the guys would want to do. Um, but uh, at the same time, it's also not why we're doing it, right? If this was, yeah. A source of income, then it would certainly be something we'd want to look at. But all I ask uh, is, it better not be too much work. Like, if all I got to worry about, hey, there's these sound bloopers to cut out or this enhancement of this dialogue, that's okay. But if it's, you know, because I see other podcasters, they're flat out ripping a Blu ray onto their hard drive. I'm like, that is now that's too much work for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just for that one quick audio clip that you're going to repeat on the soundboard. <laughs> I got a guy that did it for my intro for 50 bucks. Really? Yeah, he actually, he's talking that. He actually been uh, producing like podcasts for other people since like 2007. Oh, cool. Yeah. Located in Tyler, Texas. (laughs) There you go. Tyler, man. Yeah. The Rose was like the Rose capital of the world. (laughs) I know there's a really cool state park there. I know that much. Well, I will check it out. <laughs> oh, oh, what is it like? Is uh the state Tyler State Park? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like on um Highway 14. Yeah, I know what mm-hmm. you're talking about. Pretty cool. It is. It's a pretty cool park. It really is. Good hiking down there. Oh, you got that right. <laughs> you, good hiking. You can mountain bike there too, and you can see mm-hmm. like people just like. Mm-hmm. Just passing you up while you're hiking, you're like, they're like, move out the way. And you're like, okay. <laughs> no, thank you. They have some really good hiking trails out there. Very mm-hmm. good hiking trails. I, I used to do a lot of hiking, lots and lots of hiking then till work and just being busy. Yeah. Uh Doches actually has some good hiking trails also. There are a lot of good hiking trails down there too. I will have to check that out. <laughs> Yeah, you do. You just go down to, we call it Nasty Roaches, but it's actually not good. But you know, my alma mater, Stephen F. Austin State State University, Axum Jacks, but they have like some great, great hiking trails down there. They have a zip line uh, place down there where you can go and zip line. There's another zip line place. If y'all are zip liners, are you interested in it? It's a place called Gator and Friends. It's in uh, Greenwood, Louisiana. It's just right outside on the border of Texas. When you're going into Shreveport, you take, yeah. the, I think it's like the first or the second exit. It's like off of um, I-20. 
and you can zip line. It has like this like really cool zoo, have all these like different exotic animals. And you get the zip line over like the gator, like pond, lake or whatever. <laughs> so when I was ziplining stuff, I was like waiting for the alligator from Lake Plaza to like come and just like <laughs> jump up. But I'm high up there and they didn't they got used to people doing it. They don't like they like they're ziplining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I've seen far too many movies to uh, feel comfortable doing that. There you go. <laughs> no, like, no, I, I, you know, I had that fear too, but I just was like tossing, just like flipping and doing all kind of weird, like acrobatic. I'm like sticking my leg out like I'm, I'm Superman and stuff like that, you know, zip lining. <laughs> then I'm looking down. I was like, wow, I can like fall down and like die. But all right, this is cool. Another day at the office. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild very wild <laughs> well this has been great gang and oh, we're good, thank you thank you camera thank you Cam. <laughs> is that how i sound <laughs> I no sound like i'm just exaggerating i sound like i'm doing the worst barack obama impression people listen to me <laughs> the truth. Oh my God. Nothing but the truth. I'm dead ass on that. <laughs> <laughs> dead right. <laughs> All righty. Well, this was eye opening, and I couldn't enjoy this more. And yeah, it's fun chopping it up with you guys. We'll keep Thank picking each you. other's brains. Uh, if there's any just giant event that I know is just within a reasonable distance, I, I will let you guys know. Even if it's the most mundane thing, I'll be like, hey, that could be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'd be uh, interested in checking that out. I think there's like a, a, a author con that happened this year, which is like the first year, and it's going to be happening again. It's going to be like in a DFW area, so I'm going to be heading up there mm. and meeting a couple of authors that I have um did some reviews over uh Matt Michelli and also guess who's coming my like Pisces sis Christine hey, there you go. Christine is coming I was like ah, I told you sister it was like your season <laughs> totally your so season man yeah, yeah so she's coming um she's been um introduced into the um the whole thing and um she's invited and she's going to be doing book signing um next year in a dfw at this uh you know author con up Let there know. so love to check I, out original authors because i like reading books because butterfly in the sky i see what you did there is <laughs> in a book take a look is in a book Reading rainbow. So yeah, so um I'm gonna be up there. So and I get to meet, you know, Christine Jermaine, because we have been like conversating. I mean, we did like a couple uh, you know, uh things like on Instagram and you know, um then she came on my um podcast and we talked and then I did her books and stuff. I love her um her horror series. It is it's really good. I love her horror saga. Lovely. Mm -hmm. okay well i'll take us out <laughs> all righty then <laughs> well, let's check out these conventions <laughs> got speed to you guys all right i'll be like the cart 
All right, Let engage. It <laughs> Make it so. Make it so. <laughs> Make it so. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.